about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game, you're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat, we put in the work, believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Welcome to episode 34 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, two stripes. This is Phil Kors, A2, blue belt, one stripe. So before we get started today, gigantic announcement. Jeff, take it away. We have BJJ campaign patches. Woohoo! Thanks, Boomer. Finally. They look really good. They look awesome. They're smaller than I thought. Yeah. But I like them. Yeah, I think it's going to fit good either on that. It's a four inch gi patch. Wait, right? Four inch. Yeah. Gi. Yeah, four inch gi patch. But it's in the shield kind of shape, diamond shape of the logo. So. Looks really good. Thank you to uh, Cage Side and uh, Tori BJJ, Boomer over there, all the guys, Brendan, Chop, Matt, everybody. Appreciate it. So those will be available to purchase on the website today. We got a smoking hot deal on them too, Philly. That's right. So it's 10 bucks for a patch or 5 bucks if you buy it with a t-shirt on the website. We'll just say the combination is $35 a t-shirt and gear patch. The full... Loving the BJJ Campaign podcast package. Yeah. As I like to call it. Yes. Yes. That sounds weird. BJJ Campaign package. Uh. I think it sounds perfect. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, Philly, why don't you talk a little bit about what we're going to revisit today? So, we always talk about how we're going to try to get people to start training or at least try jujitsu um jeff has had a lot more success than i have um because he's pushy and um <laughs> i prefer to call it a uh, good salesmanship yeah yeah pushy so um girlfriend molly started this past week and has now gone to two classes and will be going to the third tonight so that's exciting that is exciting she seems to be into it. She's giving it a shot. So I'm uh, curious to see where it goes. You likened her side control to a that koala. of a koala bear. Correct, yeah. It's pretty That's good. That's pretty good side control. Yeah. Better than mine. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going to revisit a few things, right? We're going to look at, you know, what you're going to do your first couple classes, what you're going to try to accomplish, what you're... Uh, maybe even your first time sparring or even what your first 30 days might look like. For those people who are new on the podcast, or if you're listening to this podcast, you have someone that you want to get into jiu-jitsu for this podcast. Yeah. Because it's going to talk all about that. Because we pretty much talk about all the benefits, you know, we get out of it all the time. Sure. But just kind of, uh, you know, if you're going to start, what's the weird stuff that's going to happen when you first try it? Mm -hmm. Everything's going to be real weird. You know, all the movements. I guess it basically just comes down to moving your hips, either up or to the side. Let's start but at it's the, hard. But let's start at the beginning, Phil. Okay. 
Because, you know, everyone, everyone has this. I, I know I still distinctly remember the first time I walked in. And I was yeah. literally out in the parking lot, by the way, watching a YouTube video on how to tie your belt because I didn't want to ask anyone how to tie my belt. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. and I didn't have a rash guard on. Had bare chest. Yeah. Super weird. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, that's funny. It's hilarious. Yes, I don't and think I you told the. I don't think you told the detail on the belt tying. Did I not? I don't think I've ever heard that. No, yeah. That's so I'm out there watching a YouTube video. Who was it? It's just one. I can't remember who it was. But uh, and I'm sitting there doing. I'm like, oh Jesus, this is really hard. And uh, and I walk in with my bare chest, you know. And uh, John greets me, you know, and he's super nice and everything. <laughs> so, what, were you wearing a gi though? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was. I already like, had your first class. You, you had a gi. Already? Had a, yeah. Of course I did. Bill, this is me. You bought your own gi and belt? Oh yeah, absolutely. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, I bought it off Amazon for God's <laughs> sakes. I wanted to be prepared. Like I didn't. I was. I don't know. I think that's just me. I did like, think for a second you walked in like topless. Like just no, 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 no. I didn't walk in. No, I didn't walk in topless. No. <laughs> No, I had the gi on, but I had no rash guard under it. Yeah. And and I was pretty large yeah. fellow then, you know? And and so I walked in, I introduced myself to John, and, you know, because we'd already talked on the phone, and um, he was explaining a little bit of stuff to me, and he, he was like, you know, and we, uh, you know, whenever we go over here, we don't wear our shoes on the mats, and... Uh, Usually wear rash guards. You can wear a rash guard if you want. <laughs> I was like, I have a t-shirt out in the car. Can I wear that? Because I'm not really comfortable with this. He's like, yeah, yeah you, can, you can do that. How did the belt tying go the second time? Yeah, same same procedure. <laughs> yeah, same procedure. Yes, tied it out in the parking lot. <laughs> that was like the first week. It was like the first... I think it might have been the first... Honestly, five... If I'm being honest, it was probably at least three weeks that I did that. Like, would in the car? Yeah, yeah. Would tie my belt. That and then, seems really. And then, like when I was in there, you know, I'd make sure it was tight all the time because I didn't want to have to retie it. Yeah, I wanted, yeah. you know. That's funny. <laughs> uh, folks, by the way, uh, if you're listening, you don't have to tie your belt on the parking lot. Because <laughs> people will actually tell you how to tie your belt. It's not really an issue. I, that's. Um, I feel like everybody has their own thing they'll stress out about like being weird not knowing anybody you know all that kind of stuff tying the belt that didn't really bother me yeah i know that's the thing that bothers most people i feel like they don't know anybody that you know making a new friend kind of situation is the weird uh foreign part that's totally normal for you but god forbid you ask for help tying your belt in a weird knot you know (laughs) (laughs) that is too funny How about you? When you first walked in, what what was? I almost walked back out. I almost left because I mm-hmm. I was like I don't know if I need to do this today. You know, so I was like ah, I'll just try again some other time. Started walking back to the car and I was like if I don't do it now, I'm never gonna do it. And uh, I did go back in, but for me, it's always weird not knowing people. Like everybody's dressed up like ninjas, and you're just like you know what's going on over there. Um, super weird. And yeah, like I had to, I had to go buy sandals because I didn't own any. Um, <laughs> <laughs> John was like, "Yeah, just, just wear, you know, some, just come in with some shorts, you know, and uh, sandals." And I was like, "All right, 
You rented geese for a while, didn't you? Yeah, I was not in committal. <laughs> <laughs> you were not, you weren't like me all in before I even started. Yeah. So I just I just paid the rental fee for I don't know, maybe a month. So you bought a gee, basically. A, <laughs> paid for an extra gee. So <laughs> But yeah, um That's funny. But yeah, I almost walked back out because I was like nervous about going in in the first time that's the they always say that's the hardest part it's definitely true yeah once you go in a couple times because i worked with worked with charlie the first day which is normal i mean he usually grabs new people all the time uh, at our place um and he was very helpful i mean i can only imagine how much of an idiot i was the first time because you just don't know any sure any movements nothing um i can't remember the second time but i started working with you right away and i feel like because I didn't just leave, you know, like kind of keep going back, you'll eventually find, I think, one or two people that you kind of know you have a similar schedule with that'll kind of help you through the first, you know, couple months. Because I think that's the hardest part is just getting used to going, yeah, you know, making it part of your schedule and getting over the the whole fear of a new thing. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. And, you know, I obviously picked you because I was much more experienced than you at, yeah. like, I, six I, months ahead. I can remember. I thought you knew. You had it figured out, I thought. <laughs> and that's funny looking back. <laughs> that is funny. But, but um, yeah, I mean, the, it is the hardest step is going in. And don't get me wrong. I was super nervous going in the door. You know, I was way overweight. I was, you know had apprehension about it and quite honestly you know um it took me probably two or three months to be able to complete the warm-ups yeah you know uh, uh, because of the physical condition that i was in and uh so so that's normal you know for for those of you who are you know no matter what your motivation is for doing it um, a lot of people, it's for health reasons. That's great. It was for me. That that was exactly why and I started. For people to know, like now you train five days a week and you train hours at a time. Like you don't go in. It would be extremely unusual for you to go in for a one hour class and leave. You know mm-hmm. that's just not something you do. But when you started our warm ups, when he says completed warm ups and fundamentals, he means you know dropping into a stand up self defense base a couple times, um, break falling. Uh, practicing that a couple times shrimping bridging i mean that's not like a high intensity workout um yeah 10 minutes worth of like positional stuff the the main positions that we do right yeah you know and that and to say to be in that condition where you can't complete that to where you are now i think speaks volumes of the and not even now i mean where you were six months after starting oh for last, sure you know yeah. just doing that yeah, no, no. I mean, it. That, I mean, that's certainly one of the benefits, and what one of the benefits I love, and uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to look back on and and be like, wow, that, you know, two two years and three months ago, that's that's incredible. I I'm very proud of that accomplishment, but uh, but also just appreciative of. All those who made it easy for me to do that, you know, Ryan and John for, you know, really, really welcome. Oh, the whole team for welcoming me. You know, that's that's 
And if you don't experience that whenever you're in your first 30 days, probably look at another gym. If you don't experience, you know, whenever you walk on the mat, because it's awkward, right? You're, yeah. You get in, you you got your belt tied, you don't know exactly what you're doing, you walk on the mat, you you bow if you know to bow, you, or, or maybe you don't. Somebody says, hey, you know, we, we bow whenever we walk on and off the mat, that's, mm-hmm. you know, and then you do that. And, and if, if somebody's not coming up to you and saying, hey, introducing themselves, and and even Phil being as awkward as he is socially. Yeah, it's terrible. He does that um, in his own awkward way uh, to all the new people that come in. And, that you know, that's important to make them feel welcome in this environment that we train in. 100%, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I would have stuck around the same way if you don't start feeling comfortable because... It, especially because I didn't start rolling right away you know it was all the class stuff and um i've said before i regret it now i don't really care so much because so much time has passed it's irrelevant but um you know if i was just going in for like a class format type thing and i didn't feel like i had anybody that i was you know friends with looking forward to see or whatever because that's another thing i mean even uh i heard aj talking about or jen talking about the last podcast of the beauty and the geese saying like um debating going in because you're so busy and then you see somebody post on facebook something like um you know i'm going to this class is anybody else going and then other people start saying they're going that makes you want to go you know and you start to become friends with these people and you want to go for yourself but also to see your friends and also to help them because everybody knows it sucks to try to do jujitsu by yourself so you know that is another giant benefit obviously of getting to know these people getting to become friends with them and then having them help you and you helping them. You can't really do jujitsu by yourself. It's real hard. I'm good at it. <laughs> Undefeated. Kick your own ass in the top. Yeah, but I mean, that's it, right? The camaraderie that's involved. And also, you know, um, if you've got somebody new, uh, you know, and they're doing, you know, maybe, maybe if you're, Somebody, like I said, I'd only been doing it, what? I've been doing jiu-jitsu, what? How much longer than you? Uh, You started in, what, March? I started in October, six, seven months. Yeah, so six months difference. Even someone with six months more training, you you know more than the person coming in. And and form that bond, and then, you know, I... I remember early on messaging you like, hey, you coming in today. I mean, just having that camaraderie and if you have that focus with someone that's new, it really means something to them. Yeah, especially if you're like kind of socially awkward and terrible at making friends like myself. Mm-hmm. You reaching out to me makes means a whole lot more than the 10 seconds it takes you to type a message. You know what I mean? So yeah. if, you, if you have new people and you can do that, you know, it's harder for me. I'll never do that. It's just not how I operate mm-hmm. and not even intentionally. It's like that thought doesn't cross my mind. You know, I should try to do better with it now that I say all that out loud. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you are better at making friends and you are comfortable there, if you have more just personality, definitely you're probably, it's probably something you already do, but for sure. those who don't do it, you know, just consider trying that Facebook or whatever. It doesn't have to be super personal. Jeff yeah. walks up and gets people's phone numbers. Like the day he meets a mention just, I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, 
I'm aggressively social. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You definitely are. <laughs> it kind of makes me feel bad when you say it like that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just I laugh now, but I'm used to it. But like, yeah, the way you introduce yourself and and everything, it's perfect. I mean, I think it's really good for people to have to have that because I think it means a lot when people don't. Are they're new and it's weird, you know, kind of going back to that because the whole situation and environment's different than any other environment that you're going to be in because you're learning how to fight. So it's mm-hmm. and you're touching, you know, there's no touching anywhere else, mm-hmm. um, especially strangers, right? You know, right. so everything's super weird until you just and then in like two months, it's totally normal and you don't think about it anymore but you kind of forget that it was super weird when you first started yeah no it it, it certainly was and and uh all good points um so tell me about like maybe tell me a little bit about molly's experience but she's done what two classes now yeah she did two classes um seemed to have a good time i mean is looking forward to go on tonight is making the schedule work for it, moving things around. Um, so far, I've noticed the biggest thing that cracks me up is her refusal to wear her glasses uh, during the instructional point. And she can't see anything. So I'm standing across the room and I look over and she's squinting super hard trying to see what's going on. And that just cracks me up, but we'll figure it out. And as you say <laughs> that story, I feel like... Um... I feel like my own jiu-jitsu progression has been stifled because I don't wear my glasses. So I think that's what it is. That's why I don't get all the details at one time. Mm-hmm. I think 100%. I would probably get all the details yeah. at one time if I would have just worn my glasses during instruction. Definitely. This so is a tip for everybody. Make sure you can see in class. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great tip. That's a great tip. Uh, so, so, you know... On what to kind of expect for the first 30 days, let's let's just kind of break it down. And that is, yeah, you're going to be nervous walking in. You're going to be, meet a lot of new people, a lot of nice people. Uh, you're going to get to be better friends with them um, over that course of time. Um, in that 30 days, you're going to go from maybe not being able to do the warm-ups and feeling awkward to having them feel a little bit more natural. Yeah. Um, but having said that, man, I still... Today, I really concentrate on my bridge to make well, sure... Well, I think about the warm-ups I, more now. I agree, mean, agree. Like, when I was first doing them, it was just, like, kind of always just looking around at other people. Like, am, am I, you know, doing the right one? Am I just overall right body movement, right? Like, bridging when you're supposed to bridge versus, like, a shrimp and getting them confused. Now I'm thinking more about... Like where my feet are, where my head is, and and everything else while I'm bridging, you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think you will, but I think it's not important in the first thirty days to think about it. Get the foundation of the movements down because you'll be able to refine. You're going to do those warm ups every single time that you go to class. Yeah, right? I mean, you're going to do them every time you roll. I mean, and, that's, yeah. that's how you move. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand that at the time. I was just trying to follow along. But, yeah, it's, I mean, that's, I like that when Ryan kind of 
goes back to that, you know, and says, this is the move we do in the warm-ups and, yeah. and whatnot. For everything from dropping a base to uh, to the shrimping and the bridging. Um, Leg circles. Yeah. You had a revelation with that the other day. I'm super embarrassed to even say it, but I did. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I think it was John, John, our professor, John Plowler, he was doing leg circles. He's like, uh, and if you if you don't know what leg circles are, they're they're you know you're swimming in your legs, and some people call them egg beaters, uh, you know things like that. But but you're just circling your legs. Well, you're not just circling your legs. That's what I thought you were doing. Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, it's just like your your uh, leg circles. You know, you're you're not just circling your legs. You're moving your hips too." I'm like, huh? <laughs> I looked around. I was like, what? And I did. I was like, "Oh wow, that's a lot harder doing it that way." Like, you find like, it harder? Yeah, I, I find I, it easier. Do you think it's well? I, find, I think it's easier now. Okay. But like, it was awkward whenever I first started started doing it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." You know, you got a little hula hoop action on your hips, and what's funny is going to the outside. I can do it without moving my hips. So I thought for the longest time that I was having problems doing it to the inside because the only way I can do it I had to move my hips <laughs> I was like I'm just not as good at the inside because I move my hips when I do it like, I never said it out loud I would think that though I'm like I'm not as good at this way you know and that's funny but yeah the only movement in Jiu Jitsu you don't move your hips apparently <laughs> <laughs> like circles that's only two and a half years Phil that I've done them wrong that's terrible man yeah. it's terrible I'm embarrassed I'm not really I don't really care um <laughs> <clears throat> but, but yeah. So the first thirty days, you know, you're gonna get better at all those fundamental movements, and you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna also every time that you go to uh, do the move, you're gonna forget to move. It's fine, and that's another thing to point out, and that's kind of, kind of etiquette, kind of for your benefit as well. Is whenever you're partnered up with somebody, generally in your first thirty days, you're gonna be partnered up with someone that's more experienced than you, because there's really probably not anybody less experienced sure. than you, yeah. right? And generally, whenever you're doing that, you always um, allow the person who has more experience to do the move in fundamentals or in class before you do, and that's for a couple reasons. Um, the least of those reasons is out of respect for for them doing it longer. That's okay, sure, that's fine. But the biggest reason is they probably are going to remember it before you because they've probably seen it before. Yeah, I could remember. Like, I still do it when I... I still do it when I'm working with whoever has been around longer that I don't bother to do it first. I let them do it. But forever, I would be like, hey, I hope you got that. I have no idea. I just watched it four times. I don't know what just happened. So I watched it four times, and now I'm starting to do a takedown instead of something in guard. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phil, why are you on your back? I, yeah. <clears throat> well, so, so what are we doing? So. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, so there's a, you know, there's there's a reason for, you know, those those types of things, and that's the reason for, for having someone else do the move. Um, Likewise, whenever you're in the warm-up lines, go near the back so you can see what everybody's doing, like if you're doing it wrong, right? You know, I mean, that's uh, that's the smart way to do it. Um, what else, Phil? What else in the first 30 days that, do you remember? I really think the biggest thing is just trying to make it that 
habit, like the part of your schedule. Like just don't allow, like if you're going to commit, just whatever your schedule is, commit to that. I heard Ryan say it once and it made a lot of sense. Like if, if don't come in thinking you're going to do five days a week, especially if you have other stuff you have to do. You know, if, if you can do, I think three days a week is best. Um, that's what I did starting out three days a week. That's definitely the best way to do it because two days a week is going to seem easier, but it's, there's going to be a gap at some point in that week. That's just too long, you know, and you're going to, not that you need to be in a hurry to learn stuff, but it's going to prolong the amount of time where you feel totally lost. I think, um, just a little bit longer, not a bad, that's how I started for months. So, you know, someone say years. So, so it's not like, you know, if you start out two days a week, you're not going to enjoy jujitsu because I did, you know, and that's what I did. But I think three days a week is best. Whatever the case is, if you have other responsibilities and stuff and you can only do two days a week, commit to those two days a week and don't miss those classes. Like make that a part of your schedule like you would work, you know, otherwise it's really hard if you start out, you know, missing you know, class here and there, and that becomes okay, it's going to be tougher to kind of get in that rhythm later, I think. I think the if you can commit to your schedule, like, this is what I'm going to do, like you would with your job or other obligations, I think that would go a long way towards kind of ensuring you get the benefits out of jiu-jitsu that you're looking for when you signed up. Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, just to if somebody's asking, well, Phil, can you give an example of that? I'll give an example of it. And that is that, you know, Sunday I sit down and I think about, um, I don't have to really think about my training schedule anymore. I have to think about my travel schedule. Yeah. Right. So Sunday I sit down and say, all right, if I want to train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to be here, here, and here. And a lot of times Mondays I'll be able to make to our own own academy, but you know I have to Sunday I have to set that up, and that's whenever I, you know, if you're if you're going to train at a, at a different um, academy, <clears throat> then you know it's just common courtesy to. I always utilize Messenger and Facebook and send it, it out saying, "Hey, I'm going to be traveling through town." And I I've got. I've been to the most of the places now multiple times where yeah. you say, "Hey, I'm coming in" or whatever, and so, so for that week, you know, I'll know my travel schedule mostly and arrange my training schedule around that travel schedule, and that always helps me. Like on that Sunday, just to sit down and say, "All right, where am I going to be this week so I can get some training in?" Yeah, and and also the same thing we do for Sunday. Like Sunday at one o'clock, we go to jujitsu. Yeah, like that's what we do, you know, yeah. and people still message me. Hey, what time are we doing Sunday? Yeah. I'm like, we're going to start something new one o'clock. <laughs> so, but that just becomes a part of the, the routine. Um, and it, it's, I think it's going to help your, if your goal is to get out of jujitsu healthier, you know, you wouldn't skip going to the gym and working out if you were trying to do that. So yeah. the same idea with jujitsu. If your goal is to like, compete i think your own personal drive is going to be there no matter what but you know self-defense stuff you're not going to learn it if you're going once a week it's going to take a very long time you know so whatever your goal is obviously you're going to work better towards that but it's the same with any aspect of your life if you're consistently doing it it's you're going to make that progress to it but if you're sporadic it's going to be tougher um so i think the biggest thing you take away in your first 30 days is just trying to nail 
your you know your schedule and build that routine um, I play with mine all the time because training is like one in my life it's right there with making sure I can make just enough money to survive and you know my family doesn't hate me like you know just but training is right there so like we've been talking about a lot lately is I'm trying to uh, train more aggressively and that's requiring more effort during training with an extra day off you know but and folks for right the now. folks at home when Phil says more aggressively he just means he's trying to play more top game right you're trying to guard pass well, I'm a man of action so after a mere six months of talking about it I've decided to try to get on top. So Well, it only took you six months. That's good. I don't like to talk about it. I just like to do it. So <laughs> You're a doer, not a talker. <laughs> Obviously, Phil. Obviously. Yeah. Six months later. Uh yeah, yeah. Top game whenever you're starting doing that, but just like in anything in jujitsu, if you're starting to try to play bottom more, it's gonna require more energy. Because guess what? People are gonna pass your guard a lot more if you hadn't played bottom before and so it's going to require a lot more energy. Same thing with top game, you know. It's, uh, yeah. Until you get better at doing it, it's going to require more. It's energy. exhausting. So exhausting. But we'll talk more about that later. But anyway, I schedule my entire life around jujitsu. You know, that's a little extreme, I think, for most people. No, it's not. So, <laughs> but what are you talking about? I think definitely nail that schedule. That's now. ridiculous. It's yeah. perfectly appropriate. Um, yes. No, I I totally agree with you. So I think. <clears throat> You know, I think I think I would I, I wouldn't add anything to that. I think that that probably is the most important thing to do when your first thirty days is to get a feel of <clears throat> a what your body can handle and b schedule your trainings around what your body can handle yeah. and what your your professional and your family life can handle. Because we talk all the time, like all we think about is training. All we think about is how to learn faster, learn more efficiently, train smarter, get the most out of our time that we do spend training, you know? But, like, if you're being realistic for starting out, it doesn't matter. Like, it, you're, you're just not going to get all the details. I, like, you did two and a half years worth of leg circles. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not going to get any of the, like, you're not going to get it in 30 days. My but you're going to get way further ahead than where you were 30 days ago. All that matters is that you're there. You know what I mean? My leg circles are on point right That's now, true. Phil. Your hips are magical. You're becoming magical, as you like to call it. <laughs> I wish. Um, <clears throat> very good. So, the... The last item on this first 30 days, and, and it depends on your academy, right? Because your academy, it, I've heard people say, you know, you've got to get a strike before you do that. And that may be four to six months before you spar, right? If you if you have to get a strike before you spar. You know, our um, uh, our academy is 10. Have you really drank that 72 ounce of coffee already? I mean, there's, there's still most of it in there. There's not a drop left, ladies and gentlemen, in that coffee. I'm going to regret that. It will, yeah, you are. Of course you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> where was I? Oh, so our academy is 10 classes and you can start sparring. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a, a great number. And I don't... Th like, like I think that if you had wrestling experience or whatever and you... you first off, if you want to spar and 
the, you know, it's a policy and, and uh, maybe you have experience in other places or with wrestling or, or are comfortable with it, talk to your professor. Say, hey, you know, I'd like to start sparring. And they're going to say either, okay, cool, you've got experience with that. Here's what we do and kind of explain it to you a little bit. Yeah. Or they're going to say, that's our policy. Sorry, man. You know, and you can, you can either, uh, you know, go from there and accept it or go somewhere else, right? I mean, that's kind of your your options I don't yeah I mean like if you're like the 10 classes seems pretty reasonable to me because you're not going to know what you're doing your first couple classes unless you have some sort of background and if you have some sort of background that you talk about beforehand they're probably not going to have a problem with you doing it right I think it's more of a safety measure like if you're determined like I don't know if you've never done anything before and you just want to go in and throw down today you know and sign up for a jiu-jitsu class to fight somebody like yeah it's probably not a good idea you know yeah. and also if you have no idea what you're doing it's not a good idea yeah if i'm going to boxing class for the first time i'm not going to be sparring for a while you know what i mean <laughs> so i think i mean if you can't commit to the 10 classes or whatever like that's too much or too long it just seems ridiculous yeah to me. but you know if you i think if you get through 10 classes you have a somewhat idea you've seen a couple of the positions you've been in a couple of them drilling and stuff like that and then start moving around see what happens yeah yeah no I, and and listen there there's reason there's always reasons if i could sit here and say oh that's ridiculous that you have to wait till your first strike for well then it. they probably do stripes differently you know so maybe that first strike comes when you seem to show you have about maybe the same knowledge as 10 classes maybe but maybe not, Phil. And but it's not my like it's not my academy. Like they that whoever does that probably has a reason for it. Like yeah. And I've heard this before. You know, the first strike. Whenever you do that, you you, I think you greatly reduce the risk of injury. Oh, yeah. At your academy, right? If if you wait till the first, because if they have that first strike, they're likely going. They've seen sparring before, and they've seen mm-hmm. maybe spaz sparring before, and they, you know maybe that's why they're doing it. I don't know. I'm not going to say anything's right or wrong. I think I did in our previous episode. I'm not going to say it because I don't have a reason for it. I just feel like what we do is kind of appropriate um, with regards to sparring. Yeah. What are your other tips on sparring, Phil? For the first time. For the first time? Yeah. The same as everybody else. Like, just think about what you're doing. Like, that... If you can start out ahead of time, like, with the idea in your head of the mind map that, like, uh, Jeremy Arell talks about, because I didn't have one of those ever. You know, if you could start trying to do that pretty early on, I feel like that would go a long way. Be very helpful trying to guide what you're doing and have a plan, a direction that you want to go. Yeah. Uh, for the folks listening at home, no one has an idea of that the first time they start. No, of course not. But if you start out and you start thinking about what happened um, and trying to, you know, um, think about what happened and where, what, you know, <clears throat> I did this so I got swept or whatever. I was in the garden. Mm-hmm. Next thing I knew, I was on the bottom. Yeah. You know, like that kind of deal where your mind map is going to start out with, you know, all right, so posture. Of not forward, not back, not to the side, whatever, you know, and just kind of trying to build that. I guess not trying to have a detailed mind map with like names of techniques necessarily, but like an idea of 
I always find it easier to say like with new people, like just get past the legs. Like you just want to get on top of the person. Because if I say like you want to pass the guard, because that's what I would do. They'd be like, you want to pass the guard. And I'm like, what's the guard? How do you get past it? What are the steps? You know, versus just the simple idea. And like, I wish I was able to think of it that way when I started because it would have taken a lot of my overthinking while I'm trying to do stuff out to just get on top, get past the legs or whatever, you know, without thinking of a one, two, three step or a name of a technique or what am I supposed to be doing? You know, it's just do it, do what feels right kind of thing. Yeah, agreed. And, and you know, it's funny because <clears throat> I kind of look back and I remember, I remember thinking, oh God, what am I, what, what am I supposed to do in every single position? Oh right? yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and so now whenever, um, whenever I go with new people and, and, a lot of times, a lot of times I'll get paired up with those new people that are first starting to spar because whenever they're, you know, I'll get them in guard and, and, and you know, folks, just so you know, for the first time, if somebody has, what, what would you say, six months experience and it's your first time doing it there, they've got, they're vastly better than you are. Yeah. For that first time sparring, yeah, if right? You, if you have six months experience and they're brand new, yeah. And they're brand new, they, you know. you're not going to be able to do anything other than properly position yourself. So whenever I'm, I'm sparring with someone that that's new like that, I'll just guide them in that. Hey, when, when we're in guard or whenever my legs are wrapped around, you just try to posture up. Right. And then if, if I break guard, try to get around my legs, you know, that sort of thing. And I'll let them, work and get around and recover and all that stuff. And you see, it's funny because you always see the intensity ramp up whenever they get around. Mm-hmm. Then you get them back in the guard, you know, go from there. Maybe you sweep them, get on top. Again, the intensity comes on again because whenever you're on top of them, if you swept them to a mount position or something like that, they're going to freak out a little bit. You're going to freak out a little bit whenever you first start because you don't know what to do. Yeah, and the other thing, like a big general idea, um, it is extremely fun sparring, but when you're first starting out, safety is very important. And just for like your mental standing, the tap is always there. Like if you're kind of freaking out about something and you're first starting out, just tap. If you want to ask what happened or you don't even want to talk about it right now, whatever but you know it's there like you don't have like if you need to just get out and take a second and kind of figure out what just happened you know there's always the safety first so that's probably a better idea than just having like an internal freak out and never coming back you know what i mean yeah and and i totally agree and i want to expand on that with the tap and that is that whenever you're new and think think about that think about tapping and how you're going to tap whenever you tap you give two hard pats on your partner, right. not on the mat, not not there. You know, don't do it to their face. You can do it to their head. You know, you can you can tap their head if that's you know you're in a position to do so. But just two taps on the arm, on the body, and make sure they're known. Don't don't be one of those folks who gives that phantom yeah. tap. You know that really like tap. You're like, did you, did you tap or? No, I mean, you know, you if you if you're not in a position which sometimes you're not in a position where you can use your hand or anything, mm-hmm. uh, say tap. Yeah. You know, that's verbal tap is perfectly acceptable. 
Also, if you if you can't use your hands and you're getting choked and can't say anything, I don't know of any position like that, but I would like to know that position if that were the case. You can you can tap with your foot on the mat. That's the only time I would tap with my foot on the mat. Yeah, but I think at that point the person's looking for the tap. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, if you're starting out to just you know you're going to lose. That's, you know, why we train jiu-jitsu. Like, they would not you're be not fun. You're not losing. You're winning. Well, you understand. Like, yes. if you're thinking of it like that. But, like, the reason we train jiu-jitsu is so you get better the more you do it. It would really suck to do this for a long time. And then somebody new could just walk in and just be really good at it. Kind of defeat the purpose. Yeah. So, you know, go into it knowing that and trying to learn. And just safety first. Like, you just, you're not going to get better at jiu-jitsu if you have a broken arm. Public service announcement. So. <laughs> Safety first. Tap a lot. Tap early, tap often. So from a technical standpoint, I would say focus on like where you end up, you know, what it feels like in all those positions, and just how to survive, you know, get your space required to breathe mm-hmm. and do your best to stay calm. And then when the position gets to where it's not comfortable and you can't stay calm and you feel like you need to tap then just tap start over try again mm-hmm. and it, it's going to be it's going to be really really tough but try not to expend every bit of your energy in the first two minutes yeah whenever you start rolling try it's... to to remain calm try to try to breathe and again whenever i'm with someone who's brand new to sparring, I remind them to breathe because you can see that. You see in their head because they have no idea what's going on. Right? Yeah. And having said that, I just said 10 minutes ago that now that I'm trying to get on top, I feel like I'm exhausted after half the rounds that I'm taking in sparring class. Because you're a spaz on top, Phil. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but, you know, I am aware of it and trying to fix it. So, you know. <laughs> That's good. I think that anything else that you can think of, first time sparring, first 30 days? I'm sure we'll think of more, especially because it's something I'll be thinking a lot about in the next 30 days. Yeah. Come back to it. Yeah. Different things. And again, like, so that's what we have that Facebook group for. If you have questions in your first, like, or you think of a giant thing that we just overlooked because there's a bunch of them. Just mention it because I'd like to revisit this because I think this is, I would love for this podcast to be something that, you know, people are like, I'm thinking about starting jujitsu. Where can I hear about it? Or like, what is it like? You know, I would like people to look and maybe pick something up from this that makes them want to try it. Or at least after they try it, you know, that they're like, oh, it's totally normal to sit in my car and try to tie my belt with YouTube videos. You know, that was, I thought that was super weird. It's I'm not, not the only normal. one. So. It's not normal. <laughs> so. I don't think anyone else besides me did that because I don't... Maybe they did. Maybe. I mean, there's been a lot of people. A lot of people are like you who are too stubborn to go ask for help for tying the belt. Because everybody who walked in knew it was a square knot and knew how to do it. Obviously. (laughs) So, it'd be totally ridiculous for you to walk in and ask for help. You know? So, I'm sure somebody else is YouTubing stuff out in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now he sits in the parking lot YouTubing and guard passes. And then he goes into class. So... Totally. It's just not that much different. <laughs> or that takedown that James Clearman did in the Chicago Open. Yeah, that was a cool Can't one. wait to do it. We're doing that tonight. Yeah. We're drilling that tonight. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Phil, 
how can the folks support the BJJ Campaign Podcast? Wearing a patch on your yeah. day when you're training. Yeah. Other than that, listening and sharing the podcast, joining the Facebook group, and participating. I have a bad habit of joining Facebook groups and just watching and reading and never commenting. So don't do that. Don't be like me. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Missing one? I'm always missing one. Just the website? Website, yeah. BJJCampaignPodcast.com? Yeah. Not sure if I'm missing anything else. Nah. Who cares? Good enough. Uh, but uh, also, you know, our premier sponsors, uh, my BJJ Notes, check them out. You know, that's that's something hey, that's something that we left out. I brought up note taking to Molly, and she's like, nah, it's not something you take notes for. I'm like, all right. I'll let it go. We'll see. Yeah, well, Molly, it is something you take notes yeah, for. And we'll see. So check out my BJJ notes. Great place to store your your jujitsu notes and also kind of record your your own campaign, right? And uh, also Green Compass CBD products, uh, um, third party independently tested products, all natural. Uh, you know, you you get what you pay for. Uh, with CBD, and it's the real thing. Uh, Phil and I have been utilizing that the CBD for a long time, and uh, with great benefits um, to sleeping, to recovery, all kinds of stuff. So, what else? Anything else, Phil? I think that's it for this week. I'm excited to go train tonight. I'm super excited to go train tonight. Um, and for the audience. If you're not out there trying to do something better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jiu-jitsu. We hope you do too. I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game, you're feeling the growth. It's time on the mat, we put in the work, believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art, now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.